This is episode 340 on the 19th of March 2021 a historic episode on the 19th of March 2021 Today we celebrate 1 year of my second book while the rest of the world was getting duped by this illusionary virus my second book was released the most significant event of the year 2020 it is the single greatest movie book review ever written now those who are wondering what this book is all about what is the name of this particular book and how can you buy my book read it and enjoy it enjoy it let me tell you the steps needed to buy this great piece of literature for that first you go to my website the dusra.net from there you go to the readers section there you see two of my books the fifth empire and beyond the tv you click on the link beyond the tv it will take you to the amazon's website there you can buy it either in the kindle or hard copy form now let's do something different let's read a portion from this book this is the second chapter i wrote titled alter egos but before that let's take a short break Welcome back after the break. Let's start reading from this historic piece of literature, Chapter Two: Alter Egos. As long as humanity will exist, good and bad will be a part of it, and this 
battle will not continue only in reality but it has been an incredible part of fantasy as well why do we love watching these superheroes who are ordinary beings but with an agenda to fight crime don't the law enforcement agencies like the police do that yes but what makes these super crime fighters so different is that they don't go by the book one reason we love watching them is to get that feeling which is unexplainable in many ways these super crime fighters often are compelled to play the role of the judge the jury and the executioner due to the respect due to their respective cities law and order situation and the slow motion of justice and the perceived slow motion of justice they have a past which turns them into vigilantes to save the city they love and go where the police literally cannot penetrate some of these are millionaires who act as playboys casanovas by the day but put on a mask to do the job by night this includes tony stark from iron man bruce wayne from batman and the dark knight oliver queen from the arrow they have no paucity of funds so they build swanky contraptions and use the services of computer nerds to keep a tab of police activities and crime movements these these three have to continue being debonair in front of ordinary citizens even if that includes being called spendthrifts and reckless by the media the other vigilantes peter parker from spider-man clark kent from superman or man of steel go about their daily lives in the most mundane way living in small apartments which they can afford masquerading as crime reporters often subject to being unseen they strive up to live up to the proverb with great power comes great responsibility the avengers a blend of all the above categories are brought together by the single mindedness to protect the earth from extraterrestrials and gate crashers the most incredible of all the vigilantes is the flash the only superhero or the vigilante whose identity is known to the police a coincidence that he works with them as an ordinary forensic scientist as is the narrative for most of these superheroes the flash gets his powers through a freak accident when he's struck by lightning even india created its own superhero shaktiman who gains his power through yoga he was an important fictional character through the 80s and the 90s but due to the substandard quality of the script special effects and visual effects the tv show faded away from memory though the writers tried to inculcate a call to action at the end of every episode let's take a short break
so why wait buy this book right now let's continue reading shaktiman like superman and spiderman is also a crime reporter press photographer by day thus by keeping themselves apprised of any incident happening this advanced knowledge would allow them to reemerge quickly in their avatars but they are unable to deceive their partners in geeta vishwash lois lane and mary jane clark kent and well you know the name wear glasses when in their human form once they take their immortal avatars their vision becomes their strength all these heroes continue to have a nemesis once them eliminated once they come in contact with each other which vigilante has what nemesis well this is a quiz for all my listeners send it to me who was the nemesis for shaktiman superman spiderman and the others send me an email and then the best answers will get this book for free let's take a short break did we forget something in the starting of the episode because usually i start my episode with a song did i forget it no i just wanted to wait my listeners wait i wanted to make my listeners wait for this special song let's begin almost heaven west virginia blue ridge mountains shenandoah river Life is all there older than the trees younger than the mountains growing like a breeze country roads take me home to the place i belong west virginia mountain mama take me home country roads all my memories gather round her miners ladies stranger to the blue water dark and dusty painted on the sky Miss it is a moonshine tear drop in my eye country roads take me home to the place i belong west virginia mountain mama take me home country roads i heard her voice in the morning hour she called me the radio reminds me of my home far away driving down the road i get a feeling that i should have been home yesterday yesterday country roads take me home to the place i belong west virginia mountain mama take me home country roads country roads take me home to the place i belong west virginia episode mama mountain mama take me home country roads take me home down country roads take me home down country roads let's take a short break
स्क्वायर एरोनिकल दैट वेल एवरी टॉम डी एंड हैरी प्रेजेस द इंडियन ट्वेंटी ओवर डोमेस्टिक वर्ल्ड कप फॉर द इमरजेंस ऑफ कोर्ट एंड कोर्ट न्यू इंडिया वॉट डज इट मीन इवन आई डोंट नो बट इमरजेंस ऑफ प्लेयर्स हू कैन प्ले द अग्रेसिव गेम हू कैन प्ले दोज रैम शॉर्ट्स एंड शॉर्ट्स लाइक रिशभ पंत प्लेड अ फ्यू वीक्स अ गो बट the irony in this situation is that ever since this tournament started india have not once won the 20 over world cup or 50 over world cup they came close in 2016 in the semi finals in 2014 in the finals and 2019 and 2015 in the semi finals respectively so does this tournament have any kind of an impact well it allows a few players who will be ignored if this tournament wasn't around because no other domestic tournament in india is given as much as importance or leverage as this one of course everyone sees this tournament as separate from the domestic tournaments i see it as a part of it because the world cup which india actually won in 2007 was pre this tournament time pre indian pesa league time and yesterday's match between india and england which was which ended at two all between the two countries everyone said england's chance of winning the series would be 4-1 because india's performances were not of the highest quality and their batting wasn't clicking a couple of openers weren't getting the runs they were required to because that's what they are paid for that's what the paycheck comes for for me this match reminded me of the 2007 20 over world cup semi final where india in a similar manner had to defend a total of 190 against the likes of hayden gilchrist ponting simons martin clark who were put on the pedestal and said what a great team the greatest of all times and all the nomenclatures and monikers that were associated with that team they eventually lost by 15 runs against a team who had never played together who were considered just a fluke team being sent to the world cup because that's the way it is supposed to be but that's in the past but why did it remind me of the 2007 world cup final because just like washington sundar virender sehwag went for 20 runs in one over hayden was going guns like stokes and roy hayden gets out bowled by sreesanth and then here also when there was a partnership developing between besto and stokes just like it was between simons and michael clark and the others there was no michael hussey at that time remember that and then when australia were in a good position they needed 50 of 4 overs similarly when england needed around 50 of 4 overs and you had these two bowlers the bowlers struggling going for runs the spinners not getting because of this amazing thing called dew i don't even know where this comes from and the way the dew is looked at but we'll shall talk about that later on but there also the bowlers were struggling and then a few wickets fell number between clark hayden 
Hodge and others started falling and eventually the match was won by 15 runs. A similar thing happened in this match. There was a partnership, then there was a collapse, then there was another partnership between the two. And then all the appreciation of Josh Butler. What a great finisher he is. He won the match in the previous match. He made 80 runs or 50 balls in the previous match. All that came to a knot when he couldn't even score in this match. Yes, he could not score in every match. But we put them on such high pedestals that when they fail, we still want to appreciate them. That is the mindset I do not appreciate. And then this also reminded me of the final of the 20 over world cup 2007 in the last over 12 runs needed this over over 20 runs needed shadow thakur a couple of wides a couple of loose deliveries going for six and four and everyone thought england was winning when misbah hit that ball for a six and there was a wide pressure was rising and for a team who had players doing those roles for the first time they eventually went on to win that tournament by five runs and this match by five runs but the most important thing here is that england's ego got them to bowl again they thought we could again bowl india out between 150 and 160 and we could chase it down and all the ego and all the rush of blood and all the appreciation around this got got in their head and the decision proved to be counterproductive. But before we go further, let's take a short break. that match even more interesting was the commentary of Ravi Shastri. The way he made a mountain out of a molehill. The way his voice modulation gave more impetus to what was a minor thing. A couple of wide sixes and all the pressure and everything that was happening. And the way he talked about those six sixes. It was less about the tournament and more about the emergence of that particular player who is now in the commentary box and that as i have said a million times before has left such a big hole which will never be filled unless i fill that gap and i will be there one day but till that hole is filled you're going to have all the commentators right now are just passing by till ravi shastri comes back along with me in that commentary box the ones the ones there right now are just warming the seat. They are just temporary and they will remain temporary. But before we go further, let's take a short break.
while those commentators keep that temporary seat warmed up for me, I bid this great talk show episode number 340 goodbye. Thank you for listening to this talk show and selling and celebrating with me the one year of my second book. Show you